Chrissy Vashon, stop your whining, you blubbering cunt. You fucking tree-hugging, peace-loving patchouli wearing fart sacks from Vashon Island are all the same. Here's to hoping your island sinks into the sand. You wouldn't be missed. Another one. All right, we the best. I'm out. You know, with Hitler, the more I learn about that guy, the more I don't care for him. Maybe I could be like an announcer, like a color man. You know how I always make those interesting comments during the game? Yeah, yeah, you make good comments. The weather is perfect, the field is fast at the Rose Bowl for tonight's ball game. Yeah. I'll just say this and then well you can finish what you were going to say there but it's like every time somebody posts a video clip on Hardcore Husky and they say Lanning looks like he's insane or on some sort of drug and I go how bad can it be and then I click it and I go oh my god but uh, go ahead oh no I was going to say I especially when Oregon was going to win I was like I guess I got to concede I mean it makes no sense but this guy must be a good coach because that, that team played exceptional uh, and it looked like they were going to win. And I still thought they played exceptional uh, while losing, but I just, I don't get it. The guy looks insane, but he made those insane moves and eventually insane people do themselves in. So I, uh, I don't get how he, I don't get how he got them to play so well outside of those fourth down mistakes, uh, which, you know, I mean, yeah, I, I don't get it. That's, uh, that team played perfectly, oh, damn near perfectly in that game. So I got to give Their him players some obviously something. Bought in. Yeah, I got to concede something that he he's doing something right there with whatever he whatever the fuck he is. Uh, I don't get it, but yeah, they I was impressed. And well, anybody their whole out program there? has a has a good positive, uh, you know, mentality and. And, uh, I mean, I don't know how to explain it. You know, they're just, they're always super hyped up and, and it's, I mean, it's been like that for, you know, since Chip yeah. Kelly, the Chip Kelly years, you know, it, it, it's just been there. They're super jacked up and, and hyped up and it, it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't translate to like pro players as much as you'd think it would, but. I mean, they just they just play over overconfident and uh, yeah, and it, it's just continued to it's continued to work. And they made a good they made a good de- decision when they they shit canned Helfrich when they knew after one year like we've lost our mojo and we got to get it back somehow. There's yeah, superior to us in that they they when they know something's not right, either him or the guy that. Wanted to cut the heads off of snakes by forgetting his name. Um, it's it's turning but, in our favor though. We'll we'll get into that. Oh, absolutely. Everything oh, yeah. is everything is that everything is swung in our favor. Yes, 
Yeah, I would say what Joey was saying is what just seems insane to me is, yeah, for specifically against Washington, I mean, they will play like crap against other teams, but, like, it's been decades now of just not only are they jacked up, but they're so precise. Like, they just don't make mistakes against Washington very much, even to just, like, uh, last year defensively, I think they were just so bad you had some of it, but, like, they don't turn the ball over. Like, if you if you look at their turnovers in, like, games against Washington for decades compared to other teams, it has to be just, like, some insane insane amount that they just don't turn the ball over. They don't really drop passes uh, until that guy missed that field goal. I mean, that's not the only thing. <laughs> it's one of very few things against Washington that they're not precise about and make a mistake. So I, uh, it's it's frustrating to be a fan against. Uh, I Yeah. And to anybody out there that's going, man, the, the sound quality is not very good, and this has been a problem in the past or whatever, uh, uh, Stalin is on it, but like any uh, communist regime, sometimes these things uh, take more time than they should, but I am looking into it. So bear with us and just try to enjoy the show today. Uh, yeah, you will get your allotted food, and you will like it. <laughs> Send your angry emails to Joey, and uh, we'll go yeah, from okay. there. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, everything's turning in our favor for sure. Um and I think we already talked about the in the last episode about the whole Troy Dannon thing and, and how you know, instead of trying to you know, be pioneers again and have the you know, the first Hispanic lesbian athletic director or whatever um, and I'm obviously just making stuff up on the fly there to try to be humorous or whatever, but we didn't. We just we went after somebody who's got a proven track record and they're trying to accomplish something, and uh, and and that was first and foremost, and uh, happened to be a, a white guy from the Midwest or whatever, but via Tulane, but um, couldn't well, be happier. Well, we already checked the box. We already checked the box of Latino lesbian with the president. <laughs> well, I didn't even think about that. Good point. So we're in the we're in the clear. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but you know, well, that I was our fear. Yeah. With the turning the tide yeah. thing, I think the key thing to me to think about is like I think in the Stark years and even in the uh the Peterson years it worked out and Oregon got had a couple bad years, but the thought always was I feel like oh Oregon Oregon's gonna get fall off or something, but now Oregon's still good, possibly really good. Uh, yes. DeBoer is better. And DeBoer's better. Like, even Peterson, that's why they started to lose. They lost those last two games. It's because Peterson's whole thing was, like, having the other team to make a mistake. And, like, that doesn't work against Oregon. They don't uh, They don't make mistakes against the Huskies. you got to be better than them, and that's what both of these games were, uh, which was my ultimate. He had to do a, a, a one one sentence or two about my thoughts about the game is like the Huskies were completely beat up. Oregon was almost 100% healthy, other than like one backup running back uh, and a linebacker who hasn't played. And the Huskies were beat up. They kind of played like not that great. And Oregon played at fucking 100, 99 out of 100 game. Uh, they fucking lost. So <laughs> like, like that's yeah. how you do it. Uh, it. It's not like yes, the guy missed a kick at the end, but I mean that's part of it. Like that's happens. It's college. That's finally going to happen to Oregon against Washington. Sometimes other than that, I mean, Oregon, they took Oregon's 10 out of 10 shot and they still won and didn't even play that good. 
Well, and somebody on yeah. the board, I, it was either Hay or somebody, if it wasn't Hay, excuse me, Hay. Um, but uh, they said that Oregon missed a chip shot. That wasn't a chip shot field goal. That was like no, 42 was... or something. And uh, No. You know. He was lined was... up in the middle of the field. I, I He had a good. Correct. But, yeah, yeah 42. Good, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. But it wasn't. It wasn't a John Wales circa 1995 <laughs> missing two. <laughs> Are no, you laughing I mean, at it, my PTSD? Or? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Angriest uh, I've ever seen my dad, I think. Yeah. No, it was 40, a college kicker. I mean, I'm sure if you add the pressure, a 42-yarder is a, what, probably a 50-50, uh, maybe a little less, or, maybe more. Uh, from straight I mean, away, it's probably 60-40. 65, yeah, 35. but adding that pressure on the road, it probably goes yeah. down a bit. Uh, I mean, Peyton Henry missed the 37 yarder in down in the 2018. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's not a. I thought for sure he was going to make it, and I thought he did make it until I saw until the student section really went crazy. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that was no, the that one was thing. A delayed reaction. Too. Yeah, I mean, that was the. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's some pretty good clips. You can. To have the sound really cranked where you hear the cheering and then you hear just like a, like the air gets sucked out of the entire stadium and then just the craziest eruption you'll ever hear. I hope – I remember the Tennessee-Alabama game last year. Someone had video just out in the parking lot of that stadium when they – I think they made their kick to when they beat Alabama. I mean, the outside the stadium sound, I, I really hope someone has that because that's got to be just pure insane, you know, in Seattle uh, of how far you probably could have heard and how loud that was because – that's a that's a moment. Uh, yeah, and I'll admit because Oregon fans still don't want to admit that 2018 was like their grand, great, huge moment of of elation. Like it was big. Uh, that meant meant the world to everybody. Uh, I'm not afraid to admit it. And uh, yeah, it was needed. They Washington, Oregon owed Washington at least a few makeable missed field goals at the end of the game to, to change the outcome. It was, they, were, they were due. It, it's, it's fair. Yeah. Do you know and Oregon I, I, didn't have I, one uh, turnover the whole game? No, they yeah. didn't. I don't think. Yeah, uh, they played almost year. perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I, la- I, kept, yeah. I kept saying, time for a turnover, time for a turnover. I must have said that 25 times. Never happened. So. Yeah, and Nick is not a guy who's known for being exactly uh, – exactly you know careful with the ball and i mean yeah they uh i hats off to them too i mean that other than a false start in the hats first off. drive okay hats off. hats <laughs> off other than the false hats start off. in the first drive they didn't really seem rattled by the the, the environment at all and it was a crazy environment oh. like they uh i think their center we false starts false a lot <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well i actually that dog shit program and their fans uh i've seen stuff on you know, not my Twitter guy, but people saying that Oregon had fans <laughs> were, were blowing whistles, and I heard it during the game. Uh, and I think oh. that at least at least once, uh, that I think that's when there's that third and one where they snapped it weird. You could hear it. You could hear weird whistles going on during the game. I think coming we from Oregon fans. We just lost Joey. Joey's off the. Uh, he, we, he just left. We lost him. He'll come okay, back. Well, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, keep but no, going. I. Uh, I uh, they handled. They handled the environment really well, and I mean, I didn't think I didn't think it would affect Nick too much. I mean, he played; he started three years in the SEC, so it's not like he hasn't done that before. But yeah, the O line 
they have a really weird movement where it was like they never all started at the same time and the center was like moving weirdly, but I couldn't tell if that's like by design or if that was just the sound to kind of like. Oh. They, so I could see what they were doing. They were obviously well, very concerned about the sound coming in, uh, the crowd noise coming into the game. So their whole yeah. thing was have the center snap the ball and then there's a half count and then everybody moves. Okay. Yeah, no, they got, yeah. I mean, in person it was pretty jarring, but I assumed it was, I didn't know if that's how they, I haven't watched a ton of them this year. I didn't know if that's what they always do or if that's like, but it was almost like, I almost wondered if it was like a strategy to like keep the defense, like uh, keep the defense on their toes, but that makes sense. Yeah. I'm surprised more people don't do that actually, but um, I thought it was kind of smart, but. No, yeah, I was going to say it. We we had back-to-back false starts, and I'm yelling at the TV like, you know what the count (laughs) is, and you're at home. Yeah, Yeah, I know. What are you doing? Yeah, Kershaw third and one. I mean, that weird play that really cost them, too, uh, where they snapped it, and I think only Pennix, like, I think it was an early snap, and Pennix kind of stood there and then just threw it, ran over and threw it away. That was huge. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, they – they at least appeared until, other than going for in the fourth down and missing the field goal, they appeared to be a very well-coached team, even though fucking Tosh is their defensive coordinator, too. Uh, so, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, they don't turn the ball over against Washington uh, very often. So you got to go out and you got to just outplay them. Even last year, they fumbled on the they fumbled pretty close, but it like went to the one inch line, and then the Huskies went three and out. So it pretty much didn't really cost them anything. So. Yeah, they didn't. I don't think they really missed tackles. They didn't drop passes. They didn't blow any coverages. They didn't, uh, you know, miss uh, miss blocks and let guys run through. I mean, they just they played pretty damn flawless against Washington. It it really uh, kind of reminds me of you know a Shaw rope a dope. You know, the, uh, the they don't really they they weren't. No, the the Oregon uh, the, their game plan yesterday. They, you know, they were running just straight up the. They were gashing us up the middle. Well, with with oh, Bucky yeah. Irving, they were they were gashing us up the middle, and we were like, that's where we were, like the most banged up. I mean, Tuatelli hasn't. I think he's been on a snap count the whole year, and I think we maybe saw Tuli for like what fifteen to twenty snaps. He looked and hurt. They basically. He was he was hurt like he was out for almost he came in like some in the first quarter and then he was like out until late in the fourth when they desperately needed people and uh, you, you know they were just basically running up the middle they weren't throwing anything uh, they were throwing the ball you know out in the flat they weren't going they weren't throwing you know more than five yards down the field except you know minus. Uh, Look, here we go, Oregon fans, minus a couple good big plays from Troy Franklin. Yeah, okay, I, I'll give it to you. Don't don't get, don't get your pussy all hurt, okay? But, you know, it just looked like they, they were they were like, oh, we'll, we'll just keep – we'll just grind them all the way down the field and, and beat them up. And it, it, it worked. It was a good – it was a good – it was a good game plan. Um, yes. So, I mean, I guess it worked until it didn't, uh, you know. Uh, you know, and if you go back to like last year's game, everything kind of, 
was a wash. You know, the game the game finished like kind of where it should have. You know, Penix throws a pick last year, but Knicks uh, Knicks they fumbled at the goal line last year, so the interceptions were a wash. I mean, Washington punted once. I don't think Oregon punted once, but they failed on a fourth down. Like like everything kind of washed itself out. So you know, people are gonna. People are going to, you know, get on landing about, you know, the fourth downs. But uh, we got stopped at the one-yard line, you know, on a fourth down play. Well, I guess they had, they had lost a yard and gone back to the two or three, correct? But, yeah, uh, you know, we lost a yard or we, we lost the fourth down play. And also there's two drives that Grubb, like, honestly, should have learned his lesson in the Arizona game. For you know, you've got an eleven point lead, and the defense, the, the whole team has this whole momentum, but the defense just suffered a long drive and made a big play. They desperately needed some rest, yeah. and and you went you went uh, deep pass to Rome, uh, pass out in the flat to I think it was Dylan Johnson for like three yards, and then incomplete, and you burned like. 30 seconds off the clock. I mean, that was, that was a bad, bad drive when the defense desperately needed you to at least get, like, two first downs out of it. Yeah, I think he did it twice in a row. And yep, they I mean, did they're running the ball. They arguably ran the ball better than they threw the ball yesterday, too. And other than Brandon Dorless, which, uh, going back to Joey's, Oregon just has these Herculean guys who – Save their team. I mean, their their front was not very good, uh, especially at the at the ends. They could really run at the ends. Uh, so yeah, it was a weird play calling. I mean, especially at a time when you wanted to run some clock, get some rest, and like a, a long drive, a long drive on either of those drives would have really, especially when they're up by eleven. Obviously, would have really, really put the game almost out of reach. Given especially Oregon wasn't. Uh, Oregon's strategy again, though, of like the the ground and pound for a lot of it is current football isn't that effective because current football now is like you just want to go out and score and outscore people and like these they they kept doing that too like running out they did the same thing same thing again they had this long drive to try to run the clock out and really all they kind of did was uh, end up giving Washington the ball back with time uh, and last year they got a field goal. Uh, when Knicks got hit on the third third down, and then this year they got st- stopped fourth and fourth uh, on fourth down. So that yeah, that strategy. And I mean, yeah, as when you looked at the stats, I kind of would have assumed Oregon just dominated the ground game, but I think they had like 5.7 per carry, maybe less, and Washington had around like five. So it wasn't like it seems a lot more like they were just gashing Washington, gashing more than Washington was, but it was somewhat even. And I think. Early in the game, too, I was kind of like, not only is Bucky Irving tiny, he's got, despite the, you know, long NFL career that the Duck fans seem to think he's going to have, his legs are pretty small, and he's not like a thick guy. I'm like, he's not going to be able to keep running like this all game. And they, I think they kind of used him less. And then the, the number 20, their backup wasn't as good, and he, I think he was the first guy to fake an injury when he got lit up. Uh, he got lit up by the goal line. Because he laid there for about ten minutes and he was back fine in the game later. So I think I think he I think they've also told guys because 
I think they're also telling guys if you get a big hit or something, lay there to try to get them to review review something. Because uh, number five on their defense did it did it twice when he got lit up by blockers and then was fine like three plays later. So I think they're telling guys if you get hit, just try to make a big deal about it. Well, it's clear they have like when they're in their huddle making their play. It's like you know, out route blue thirty two fall down. You know, it's like a fake injury <laughs> on three. Because, yeah. like, that that tight end guy, I'm forgetting his name, but the minute he hit the ground and rolled yeah. or whatever, and suddenly he's grabbing his hamstring or whatever the fuck. Yeah, and the like, best part about it, he's a ginger. <laughs> oh, he's the – Well, he's that part I don't get. He's the biggest to do his name for his entire life. <laughs> the fucking redhead guy from – Probably like Seaside, Oregon, maybe. <laughs> no, he's from somewhere in Colorado. And of all the white, douchey Oregon guys who want to try to be gangster, he's like the worst I've ever seen. Uh, and he's not very good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> best part is he's not that. He's huge. That's a he's lot, not that but... good. Yeah, no, uh, Devon <laughs> Allen will probably always hold that hold that uh, title. But, uh, no, they're clearly coached to do that. And number five, uh, earlier in the first half when people booed, uh, the Huskies were driving and doing some tempo, and he he laid on the ground for like ten minutes, and the whole team came out, uh, and they clearly they knew he was back the next drive, so he knew it was clearly they did that to try to you know uh, oh, rest up the defense. Too yeah. choreographed. Yeah, no, and it, I remember it, it, I didn't. Yeah, it's not right. It's no it's the just, conference. The conference needs to do something about that. Uh, I mean, the tight end at the end you of the do, game. Though, but, you got to do something. They can't keep doing that. You know, you can't keep doing that. Uh, Apparently, there's nothing they can do about it. <laughs> I mean, like, well, I like mean, the re- the refs the refs know that it's you know that it's wrong, and there's nothing they can do about it. You know, because I mean, it's whatever it's within the and they can't. They're not allowed to, uh, you know, change the rules or anything. Because it's a first, it, since the clock stops on a first down, you know, to move the chains, which are never fucking set when 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 a no huddle offense is running running the play. Uh, another long standing beef I have with those fucking assholes at Eugene. Uh, yeah, the one that bothered you can, me you can, was we were you can fake we had that injury. long drive. We had that long drive, and we were inside their 20, and all of a sudden somebody goes down, and they wanted to give their guy a breather and give them a chance to regroup. And it's like, fuck you. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. just, and I yeah. would say the same thing if we were doing it. I don't like that. Yeah. So I, 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 We were after the game, and I was sitting there saying, you know, fuck that team. They're a soft team. And Wooly Duke was saying, like, no, no, give them credit. You know, they, they run the ball good. And I'm like, yeah, it all goes away when you're faking injuries like a bitch. It all goes away. You're a soft fucking team when you do bitch moves like that. But that's coming from the coaching staff. So I, I that team played hard, and they are not um, – I wouldn't – I can't call them soft. They played shame hard. on the they coaches. They're they're fucking soft. But you got Tosh as your defensive coordinator. I mean, what more do you need to say? You know, it's like I didn't like him when he was here. You know, it's like, uh, yeah. It's, well, I yeah. mean, he yeah, he created that. He created that chintzy shit down at Cal. 
So right. So it's it's just so ironic. Now he's doing it for Oregon. Used to bitch about it on everybody, and now they're the ones oh, that's doing right. it. That's right. And everything. <laughs> I forgot about that. Look, everything. Everything about that program is is like, you know, you know, everything is flipping. You know, for Washington in Washington's favor, like, you know, the whole. The whole firing of Jimmy well Lake. Yeah, that seemed yeah, to purge but, some demons for us. Finally. Yeah. Well, yeah, they're yeah, well, yeah, they're still recruiting well because you know parents are taking the bag. You know, I mean that that quote from that guy in Arizona's dad. You know, our recruitment. I mean, that says it all. Yeah. Well, here's the thing, though. I'll point. I'll go back to what we were saying a few minutes ago, though, Joey. It's like we all three, all three of us agree that those yeah. players for Oregon played hard yesterday. They they obviously buy in with what their coaches are saying, so they're doing something yeah. right. It's not like it's totally yes. confident, but they just gotta take the they gotta take the decision making powers away from Lanning and give it to the OC or something. It's the and I say that obviously in jest. They're not going to do that. You can't do that. But I mean, he single-handedly. We had to score. We had to make the plays on our side, of course. But I mean, he single-handedly cost Oregon the game yesterday. I mean, they punt with a minute forty-seven left, and we have we have Penix, Penix who's wincing and grabbing his ribs. Oregon's got all the momentum. We're probably on our own fourteen-yard line or something like that. With at that point probably a minute thirty eight to go in one timeout, um, and we need yeah. a touchdown, not a field goal. You know, we we might have pulled it off, but um, did they hand us the ball at midfield? It's just for our own forty seven or whatever it was. Just incredible. Yeah. I still can't believe that, mm-hmm. and it's just incredible. That's uh, a Jimmy Lake move. <laughs> I I remember thinking like. I remember thinking at the time, like I, I almost, I, I, it was hard for me. Like, would I rather have them punt here or go for it? You know, oh, because, absolutely, go for it. Because of the circumstances, like it's like, man, I don't know. They, it just feels like they're due to to make a fourth and three or you know whatever it was. Like, like they're due for it, you know. And and then when they lined up to go for it, I was like, like I, I couldn't even watch. Yeah, I was like, oh, interesting. I was like, kind of like half, like looking down, you know, at the just at the concrete. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I actually thought the worst going for it was the one right before the half because they were getting the ball, and it was like a, they were like the what the like five. They weren't that. I mean, they were close, but they weren't that close. You know, in uh, on the road. You know, in that tight in that tight area by the goal line, when you're down by, I think they were down by four. Uh, I thought that was the wildest one. That was the one that I really questioned of. If you, they weren't getting the ball at halftime, I would have been like, yeah, you probably go. But with the chance to cut it to one there, uh, you put yourself in a good spot. So, yeah, I just, I I would also say I, uh, I, I obviously, by the way, I post, no, it, it kills me to say it, but Bo Nix played. I I'm really, really don't want to play Bo Nix anymore. I, he had a, he was just a nightmare. And after Penix, I don't want the Huskies to ever have a non-mobile quarterback again. It's just so much fucking harder to defend. Like, like yeah. Nix is just like, 
Like I, I love Penix, but like yeah, they uh, a non-mobile quarterback in college is just so it makes it so much harder because Nick is just not a great passer though. He was on fire on the on the deep balls last yesterday, uh, but just the, the ability to how you have to defend him and then like you're just like cool they can get to him. But he's just gonna roll out every single time. Uh, and then he was really he was on point with his passes. So he actually, I mean he he choked uh, he choked in the big moments. But overall, I think he outplayed Penix. If I was watching that objectively, Penix did well, it. Well, give credit. Played fine. Give credit What's where it's due. I mean, Michelle Powell is is who made that play on that fourth down. Mm-hmm. You know, he took away that he took away that that route. That yes. Was, yes. Yeah, that and was, Jack that was Westover good. made two fantastic oh, plays. Yeah. Oh, it yeah. doesn't show it on the stats, but uh, you look at the stats, he had one catch for two yards, but it was on that fourth down play with the bad throw from Pennick and the athleticism. Yeah. That was cult-like elitism yeah. that he showed there. It was absolutely amazing. And uh, what was the other thing? Oh, the two-point conversion. Yeah. Yeah, that, was, that, that two-point conversion was tough. I mean... It's also yeah, important. Can, I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Washington can do the gay ass two point conversions too, Oregon. Yeah, I think it's just so <laughs> stupid. I'm so tired of that stupid, uh, stupid shit. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, that's the point of you know Washington not playing their best game. If Penix just hits Westover with a remotely decent pass, he's gonna he have it. He wasn't gonna score a touchdown, but he was gonna get at least thirty, forty yards. I think on that play. Uh, but they just weren't – the Huskies and Penick just weren't at their best, uh, which, again, Oregon, for all the Oregon Oregon dorks out there, yeah, we're ten times more banged up, didn't play that great, and still – and you played out of your fucking minds and were healthy except for bacon injuries and lost. And Bo Nix played the game of his life. But I thought we played okay against a really good and potentially no, great defense. That, okay. Fine. They were. I, I didn't say. I don't say bad. I would say they played okay. But in comparison to like how well Oregon played for what they bring to the table for Washington, it was not. I don't think they played that. I thought they played like the Huskies. B. The Huskies had like probably you know what would be the equivalent of a full quarter of bad football. You know, going from they went up. Yeah, when they yeah. went up twenty nine eighteen and they stopped Oregon on the fourth twenty nine eighteen where. Yeah, from wherever that was until, you know, <clears throat> late in the game when they got the touchdown, they were not playing good football. They played, you know, they had, they had bad – there was bad coaching decisions. There was, uh, you know, bad play. They were really banged up. Uh, the defense was really exhausted and banged up. I, I mean, there was a, about a full quarter of just – really bad football there. And they still fucking won. They still managed to win, you know. I, I mean we, we need to go over all the all the little things that, that kind of have led up to to this, you know, moment yesterday. I mean there's you know, you fire Jimmy Lake, you hire a fucking unicorn, uh Taryn <laughs> Ramming finally fucking leaves, goes down to UG and look at that guy, yeah. And by the way, Jen Cohen never had to face any criticism for that other than from Mark Never. Never. 
Never. Not even our beloved Mike Vorell. He should have been all over her for for that incompetence. Everybody should have been. That was that was oh, so bad. And even even uh, you know, uh, God bless our our uh, the few organ fans on our boards. You know, they they even like they even kind of notice it too. And they're like, yeah, you you hired her, and she spent most of her time down in Oregon. You know, <laughs> <laughs> on the it's Willamette so River. Sticking her ass toward the camera and drinking Mai Tais from uh, floaties or whatever—it was unbelievable. Well, well, okay, and then and then we we've done enough. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, so we, uh, yeah, but but then you go to like uh, just everything has just kind of led up to this this moment. That's why I texted you guys. Um, you know, Friday morning about like, like it, it's all set up perfectly for the fans to rush the field. Like everything has kind of yeah, you did. gotten yeah. down to this, this moment, you know, and, and I, like I said, I never wanted it. I never wanted it to happen, you know, not against this fucking team. You know, I didn't want to give them this satisfaction, but I, I well, guess I'll put up with it for one day, you know, I, I, I want I thought, the fans to just walk out of the stadium like, okay, yeah, uh, the world's spinning back on its axis the right way. We're beating these, you know, we're beating these guys that we have a 14-game advantage on uh, historically, and everything's back to normal, you know. I mean, look, we run the field against Idaho in 2009. <laughs> I was there, Okay. Uh, and then in Stanford, we rushed the field at CenturyLink, which was just an embarrassment. Um, yeah. And, 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 but yesterday, and I, I was like, bees. okay, this feels appropriate. The way the game ended and everything, it's like, that's college sure. football there, and that's okay. Did we rush the field against Beav? Yes. <laughs> I, hope, I, I would hope not, yes. but I think they did, yeah. Yeah, oh, that was there. Yeah. Against that's Beav. A- Stanford and Beave. And Idaho. It's the same. How many people really rushed the field on Idaho that year, though? Well, don't forget, we snapped like a 15-game losing streak with that win. Yeah. We did. Uh, we did. I, we still have a picture from that. That was the game. a picture from that game. Uh, uh, I've referenced Lucy a few times. So she was with me, and that was the game where she and I – we're three or four rows behind Larry, and that was, and he Larry got kicked out of the game, uh, taken away by the ushers. And then I sent him a message on uh, Hardcore Husky didn't exist back then, but we had uh, huskyhalfbrains.com, which was run by iDog and Race. And I uh, sent him a private message saying, "Were you wearing like a, you know, you're a black guy wearing a striped white shirt and you're wearing glasses?" He goes, "Yeah, that was me." You know, it's like the bit. So we had dinner the next week and then uh, became fast friends after that. But anyways, but I was there. We, yeah, they, I can see it in my mind's eye that they rushed the field and we beat Idaho. And we had uh, whatever it was, a 15 game losing streak or whatever. Going back to Cal 2007. That was depressing. And I was like, this is really embarrassing. Well, I, I, uh, I, I don't really care. And I was like, well, it's embarrassing. Believe me. So. Well, I stand by in this situation. My stance yesterday, Joe, I think you're going too 
to Nega. I mean, if they won that game, uh, I don't give a shit what anybody does, especially once I got there and started to see, started to see the Oregon fans. Uh, I kind of joking at first was like, all these guys are like five, six wearing their like custom jerseys. And then it was like, all these guys are like five, six wearing custom jerseys. Like, well, who are these people? Uh, it's fucking weird. Like, I'm not going to say it's weird. It's weird. Dude. Fat front running fans. Like yeah, gross. They they all have gross beards. <laughs> it, Here we go. It's, it's, it's oh. weird. Oh no, I will I will go in on this. I mean, yeah, they're too. Like I, I you know I I've never seen a opposing fan base like this where like during the game they're all kind of quiet even when they were going the Huskies were going back and forth not saying anything and the second the second it looked like they were going to win they all started doing the O. And they all started doing the dubs down thing and started kind of perking up. It's like, dude, you're fucking be a fan. Go back, chop it up, go back and forth. There's a couple of good duck fans who are like interacting and talking to people, but the other ones are just weirdos who are like, like, Oh, we can't, we're not going to, we're not going to act. We're not going to get into this until it's very clear that we're going to win. And then we're going to be assholes. Like that's not what sports are about. Uh, you know, on the TV, a, I could hear all of a sudden when it looked like Oregon was going to win, Right after that long throw down the left sideline where the guy made the great catch. I don't know if that was yeah. Franklin or not. Franklin, um, yeah. And all of a sudden you could hear, let's go, Ducks, the thing we've heard for years <laughs> yeah, and years. It's like, and it's yeah, like, it, it, and it, it, I remember thinking, wow, I haven't heard that all game. But I wasn't thinking in no. the context of what you just said, Willie. But, yeah, they're front-runner um, front weirdos. But, uh, like, you can't, you can't, that's not what you do. That's not sports. You got to wait till you're sure you're going to win. Uh well, guess what? You fucking lost, uh, and you're still a grown man wearing, like, a custom weirdo jersey. Uh, and if the guy out there who wearing the custom Josh Connerly jersey, uh, who is definitely not related to him because uh, he was a white guy who couldn't even watch the game. Uh, yeah. Biggest troll ever. No, I actually saw his family walking out of oh, the game, okay. and I'm just like, congratulations. You uh, could be partying in your hometown after beating Oregon and game day and all this shit and said you got to go be a fucking loser. Uh, and because uh, you made your kid go to fucking Oregon, congratulations. Uh, or you wanted you to go to Oregon? Money. What did he say? Took when a bag you said of money. That? I did not say that, obviously. But, I was, <laughs> but then, uh, and that's not that much money, even if it was as much as they the highest reported one. That's not you're, you're not going to get much off that for that long. So have fun. Hope you hope you make the pros. Now. Uh, I, I'm happy with going uh, – the, the Seahawks kick off in 15 minutes. I'm happy to go into that game a little bit because we're doing, we've are we got a little bit of momentum going here with the pod. But I do want to throw that out there that the Seahawks uh, will be kicking off in 14 minutes now. Uh, uh, but one thing uh, I really want to just take – Before I forget, uh, you know, I – we were, we were watching, you know, the Huskies uh, – the Husky offense was just completely – discombobulated, taking timeouts, looked disorganized, and, you know, all their timeouts were gone. Uh, and, you know, I looked over at Wooly Duke, and I go, I go, he's going to miss his kick because we don't have timeouts left. Like, we're, we're not going <laughs> to freeze him, you know? Yeah, I'm like, yeah. all this is like, it's like this destiny, you know? Like, he'll miss it. You know, when, when usually, it, nowadays, you ice a kicker, they let them take one, uh, you know, they, they, they snap it and they take one practice shot. And like that normally is like their miss, you know, and it warms them up and then yep. they correct it. Yeah. It warms them up, which by the way, I think should be a delay of game. 
if they if the refs blow the whistle and you know then they snap it and then take a kick and the ball goes sailing through the uh, goalpost, they have to go retrieve the ball. It should be a delay of game, but. He should be ejected Again. and then banned from the first half of the next game. <laughs> I hate in a perfect world. Uh, <laughs> and then they can transfer to USC and still play the whole game without any consequence. So, well, uh, hey, don't, don't, don't you agree? So, like, if a defender you know, they plays the like, ball. No. If, like, if, if, they, if, if the timeout occurs a millisecond before the snap, you know. No, that generally it's it, it is deliberate. Like they are deliberately snapping it and they're kicking it. So if a ref places a ball down and spots the ball, and then a defender swats it away like two yards, that's a delay of game, right? It might actually be an unsportsmanlike conduct, right? If it's very clear to the refs, yes, then I would agree with it. If it's yeah. very clear. Yeah, so so a kicker is kicking it 40 yards down the field, kicking the ball. Then they have to go retrieve the ball and place it back. That's a fucking – that should be a penalty. I'm right. Thank you. You can do – you finish your thought, whatever you were going to say that I interrupted. I'm right. Well, I want to complain I, uh, about things. Yeah, okay? go. Uh, I, I, for, for the first time probably since – the UCLA game last year, I had a problem with Grubb. Yeah. And I, it, he did not utilize the clock well at all. It was almost, I don't know whether to call it short-sighted or stupid. I'm not, I'm not sure. And then handing Tybo Rogers, a freshman, his only carry of the game is on that fourth down play at the goal line where you're having him run up the middle. And again, like we used to always run uh, McGrew up the middle and we would hardly ever run him wide, even though he weighed about 140 pounds and was quick. Mm-hmm. Isn't he someone you'd want to bounce outside? And the only carry that we give the freshman Rogers is on the fourth down where we do this. I'd have to go back and look, but we had one or two guys pull, and there's this huge gap, and he goes running right into these linebackers and smashed down, and it was uh, – I don't understand what we were doing there. So um, No, I didn't. I didn't like it because um, I, I, they're 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 probably thinking, okay, we throw Tybo Rogers in here. Uh, they're not going to think they're going to think we're uh, not going to you know not going to run it, and then we can run it. But Penix was hurt, so yeah, correct. I, I don't think you were fooling. I don't think you were fooling anybody, right? Uh, on that play. So it, yeah, it was it was really unfortunate timing that you know Penix was hurt, you know in that situation. I mean he was really, really hobbled. It, I mean it looked bleak. I mean yeah, to the point where I'm a little worried about him next week. Uh, yes. Going going forward, he was he was definitely uh, not feeling good. But I also I noticed on the fourth down. They didn't get – he came out hot. He, I think he was yelling back. He yelled at DeBoer, I think, because they took it out of his hands. He was pissed. I think that might have fired him up for the next time they got the ball. Uh, that I think he was I think he was pissed about that decision. And that's, that's one of the strangest, strangest decisions you're ever going to see. I mean, God, uh, I, 
I, I even if Pettinex was pretty banged up there, you got to think. Because they also weren't – it wasn't like they were at the goal line anymore. They were a good two to three yards back. And Oregon's – Oregon's tackles were are, are good. Uh, it wasn't like they were you're, – you're going against a team they were going to be able to just manhandle. So, uh, yeah, that was one of the weirdest – one of the worst decision makings you're ever gonna you're ever gonna play, including doing the wildcat on second down, kind of got, kind of got you know forgotten too. Of like, I'm not a I'm not a fan of taking the ball out of Penix's hands, as, as nothing else. But like, you know, you got to keep you want to you want to make people think that he's gonna do something. You know, when you're taking out your best player, uh, you know, well, you know we're not gonna throw. Yeah, you know you're not gonna throw. Uh, and you just you, you don't have much. It just changes everything. So yeah, I uh, yeah. The other point, yeah, of worrying about Penix going forward. He looked pretty banged up. I mean, I got to give Oregon. It's another Oregon credit. Like last year, they weren't really getting to him. They didn't. I think they only sacked him once, uh, once or twice yesterday. But they got to him uh, early in the game, and then like in the third, they were hitting him a lot. Uh, and it definitely was. It definitely was showing. So hopefully he, uh, hopefully is okay. They had one sack and four tackles for loss, and uh, Washington had the same thing. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think I mean because Penix isn't mobile, they were just able to hit him. Especially when things started to fall apart, they were hitting him a lot. Uh, Dorless was getting to him. Uh, yeah, he. Uh, yeah, I'm a little worried about him and, you know, overall with the team. I mean, I don't think we're a, you know, a fan podcast and we can't bitch about. I mean, Jalen McMillan, uh, not having McMillan stings really bad, especially because I feel like in games like this, he was that guy who was always open 10 yards in the slot. Uh, not having him and not having Thule, Thule 100% are two of the most valuable players you could have on that team. Uh, it sucks. I mean, yeah. You got to feel bad for McMillan well, too because it's, it's a very special season here that's unfolding and he's not really a part of it anymore. Yeah. So. Yeah, and he's well, a true. You, you would think uh, you would think they'd have gone to maybe their tight ends a little more and. Uh, um, well, actually, yes. we, we should. I, I keep. I, I I wanted to point this out. We, we got to give credit to Giles Jackson. Yeah, yeah, I mean he 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 was fucking huge yesterday. Yeah, yeah he, he only had like what what three catches, but you know one was a six. touchdown, one was a fourth down. I mean, he had six, he had six catches. Uh, six, yeah, eight yards for the TD. Crazy, great game. Good, but again, Good our game. problem with him was usually about returning kicks and looking like he was running in cement with cement shoes. That was our right. only real yeah. with him. Uh, yeah. And, and the curiosity of why he was the one out there in the first place, you know. So yeah, and then going it was back to Grub. Like, going back to yeah. Grub, um, I I think he, you know, like we, you know, I pointed out last week, uh, you know, he he starts, you know, steaming, you know, the poker reference I had. But I also think there's a there's an element of of like probably guys he doesn't respect on the other side of the field. You know, and and he like desperately wants to just bury these teams. You know, like he went for the shot. You know, he went for the shot uh, to Rome. Um, yes, and from the, and from I, the I wonder there. if yeah. yeah, I wonder if he's starting to show his cards a little bit. Like, 
you know, other teams are like, oh, okay, uh, he's going to try to take a deep shot here to, you know, to really take us out of the game when, you know, D- Dylan Johnson averaged five yards a carry yesterday. Yeah. I mean, they, they really could have, you know, they really could ground down some clock, like we already pointed it out. But, you know, you, you think like it, Johnny Nansen and Tosh Lupoy kind of have this history of pissing a lot of other coaches off, you know, in the conference with their recruiting tactics and shit. So maybe he, maybe he's like, you know, I've got no fucking respect for these guys and, you know, they're complete assholes. And I want to, I want to just marry them. That's really (laughs) some serious conjecture there, Joey. I, I don't know. Well, I mean, uh, that's how I would. That's how I would think. So, <laughs> oh well, then. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> I'm just saying no, there's, think... there is personalities out there that would do such a thing. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, they. Uh, it was another kind of good thing, Oregon thing. I think the Huskies had a few plays dialed up, saved that they really thought were going to hit and Oregon limited them like the, the like Jeremy Bernard pass, which uh, joking with Joey about like they bust out one of those plays. It seems like every game, like a trickery play and they always, they're always successful, but they're always for like 12 yards. And you're like, man, that was a stressful fucking play yeah. for 12 yards. And so and like, it's always like, yeah, like a reverse receiver pass or like a flea flicker or something. And it's always like, a running back pass, and you're like, Jesus Christ. Like, yeah, not one of them has ever gone for, like, a touchdown. They're always, like, an 11-yard pass where you're like, oh, it's almost be better if they did it. <laughs> yeah, like, and they damn near were a disaster, and you're like, boy, I wish they would have just ran a regular play there. I mean, yeah, I think Grubb uh, – I mean, yeah, I kind of forgot when they got up by 11, they got the ball back. He threw a deep shot to Odunze, and he was open enough, and Penix just overthrew it. I mean – that's pretty obvious they were going to do that because, I mean, if you connect on that pass, but if you connect on that pass, that game, I mean, it pretty much uh, really would have put that game out of reach. But, I mean, I really thought that drive, they should have, they would have been better off doing just a long kind of plotting what they had been doing on the previous drives. So, yeah, I mean, uh, Grubb, everyone likes to hate on the offensive coordinators, but there's definitely a few things to hate on from uh, yesterday, even though they got the win. Um, well, I don't also, think we're doing anything knee-jerk here. I mean, it's reasoned what we're saying. No, no uh, it's all reasonable. But before I forget, uh, there was, like, one duck guy on the board who he literally would not even concede that, like, practically that Odunze, McMillan, and Polk were better than, like, Oregon's three receivers. Uh, Giles Jackson was just as good, uh, if not better game, than their number two guy that he was calling the quickest guy on the field. So congratulations. Uh, yeah. Your team is three fucking players, and your fucking tortoise looking tortoise looking center try hard fucking douchebag uh, <laughs> got fucking hurt. <laughs> who just like your just like the try hard douchebag last year got fucking knocked out of the game late because he was trying so hard, uh, but he couldn't win for Oregon. I'm so sorry, uh, Jackson Powers Johnson. Uh, congratulations, uh, your team is four players. Uh, there's no denying that. There's some guys who are okay. But uh, I don't know why that's so offensive. But yeah, you know, uh, I, I've I, never seen a I've never seen a program use three players 
so fucking effectively an entire game. <laughs> Three fucking players. It's, I, it's I was, incredible. I was pretty pissed when they got that Troy Franklin touchdown because I watched their highlights this year, and that's they always score in that play. And it's like, God, how do you not know that fucking play is coming? The same fucking uh, play. It's the same play, and they're good at they're good at executing it. And Troy Franklin is obviously very good, uh, a gumby ass looking fucker. I don't know how he's not ever gotten hurt, even kind of, uh, but good for him. Too bad if he didn't play. He just played for Washington. Uh, they could have beat Oregon by twenty eight, and we'd be going ready, chasing the even better case in national championship. So congratulations. I hope you enjoy the. $400,000, whatever the fuck you got to go fucking play there. That's you're probably going to run out of by the time you're 22. Good job. And your, and your bird shit looking uniforms, <laughs> bird yeah. shit uniforms. Like that I mean, was that's the ugliest fucking thing. I, I, how do you get excited for that? What, if you're a recruit, you want to go play in that fucking uniform. I honestly, I, they're green and yellow. What's wrong with their traditional green and yellow uniforms? I, I, I mean, you know, I hate to say it. I, I think they look good. I, I, I don't mind their green and yellow. I, I I've never no, hated fine, their fucking yeah. uniform. They're, they're, they're good. I, I don't, I don't get it. Why, why this? You, you should have come up to Washington and played. You know, Washington had their, their traditional uniform. Well, sort of. I mean. You know, us, us old timers will be like, that's not a purple or gold, you know, but, you know, <laughs> it's, uh, close enough. Uh, it, it, you come up here and, and play a, you know, it's the last Pac-12 matchup between the two. Get together, shake hands, say, hey, we're going to wear our traditional, you know, old school garb and, you know, Let's you know. Let's play a you know classic football game. It said they come up here with with those shitty fucking uniforms and their chrome helmets, and they're like, "Look, we're gonna show the uh, all the recruits in the house of you know Washington that we've got these cool uniform combos." And it it looked really stupid, didn't match, and you got a bunch of five six fat guys with crubby beards wearing <laughs> your uniform. Cool. Uh, it's two things to me, too. It's one, I mean, when they were first started doing the jersey stuff, like, it was legit. It was never cool. It was cool to 12-year-olds and uh, grown men who were like 12-year-olds and people who don't like football. Uh, the jersey thing kind of had a thing, but it's over, and it's clear you see it on social media and stuff to make their announcement. They're paying, they're paying like, PFF and Bleacher Report and ESPN to – like be like, hey, here's what Jersey Oregon is wearing this week. But they're clearly paying people to hype that up. Uh, that's one thing. And then two, yeah, with their whole operation of like that shit. Like you can kind of get away with being the most flamboyant, like all that hype and shit. But, like if you lose at all, almost you just look like a fucking jackass wearing a gay duck bird shit jersey. Uh, and losing, it just makes it that much more funny when you you have to win basically every game, or you just look like it was like what they were making fun of Colorado and Prime for, of like talking shit and being like front runners. But it's like, yeah, when that goes, we lose, you just look idiotic. Well, it's 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 the um, um, social and um, 
I'm trying to think of the word. It's like the social way of going for it on fourth down and failing, you know. Yeah. It's the social media equivalent, you know. Here's our here's our cool fucking uniforms, and then you lose on a fucking missed field goal, and it's like cool. <laughs> you guys cool. remember the awesome. Casey Boggs game <laughs> from 2003? Yeah. And they yeah. came, the Ducks came out on those all white, white shoes, white pants, white helmet, white jerseys. And yep. I thought those were equally as ugly, you know. I mean, I'll give, I them credit for, I'll give them credit for one thing that was smart, which I believe people say of in 2016 when they knew they were going to get throttled, they wore weird throwbacks that didn't look like Oregon. So forever, forever in pictures yeah, and videos foot. of that. Yeah, forever in pictures and videos, it, like when the Huskies play those that shit, it doesn't look like Oregon. I I, I, I say that that is pretty smart. I think they did do that on purpose. Yeah, it looks like Cal. Looks like yeah, I know. Cal. I would say it's yeah. like. Wait, I, you think I, I they did it on purpose that, but, from what? So in 2016, going into the game, I think even the hardest, most hardcore Duck fan was pretty sure they were going to get blown out, and I think they said, "Hey, yesterday we're probably going to get." No, 2016. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. You know, yeah, you know what I'm talking about? Uh, they wear the they weird do. jerseys that look, they look exactly like Cal. I think they did that. So for, they knew that Washington was going to be, you know, sharing videos and pictures from that game forever. So they wanted to, you know, make it so it never looked like it was Oregon, uh, which I think was smart, but kind of, kind of chicken shit. I don't know that I, my conspiracy-minded brain goes that far, but, uh, you know. I enjoy a good conspiracy. <laughs> but that's, that's, well, the whole thing about the Pac-10 refs, uh, no, they're going to be out of the jobs because of Washington, so let's stick it to the Huskies. Instead of just saying, you know, there's like a decade-long or more, track, actually 20, 25 years track record of uh, uh, Pac-12 Pac-10 officials incompetence, and yeah. and I choose I choose to go with that route instead of thinking that the referees are in a bunker, you know, underground before the game, twirling their handlebar mustaches and plotting some sort of diabolical sabotage of the Husky program or something, you know. Yeah, let them play I mean, yesterday. Yeah, I was gonna say yesterday. Uh, you know. The underrated, they did a decent job. I mean, the Huskies actually finally yeah. got, I think, the first first holding call against an opponent. Uh, <laughs> I think some guy just tackled yeah. Trice. Uh, and then they got a couple pass interferences on the other team, which was just, like, impossible all year. And they it was pretty even. I think both teams ended up with pretty similar penalties. and Not only yardage and number of calls, but they were similar type of penalties. It wasn't like every other game before this where the Huskies had like a third, a big run or a touchdown call back for a questionable holding call. And then they just could not get a holding call in the other offensive line. They, they did a decent, oh, and they held up Westover's catch and they overturned the Troy Franklin catch late. You know, that was the catch and that was something the Pac-12 officials usually would fuck up. I was like, I was like, I'm uh, pretty sure that's a catch. Uh, so I was kind of almost, I was, you know, it, it stung, but it, you know, they actually got the right call in both those plays. I, I remember thinking, why? Even you know, as a Husky fan, I was like, why are they even looking at this? It was, 
you know, it didn't even look like close. And then, and then when they did show the replay, I was like, oh, it's a lot closer than I thought it was, but it's still a catch, you know. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't realize I didn't realize how close it was to, you know, his shoulder falling out of bounds before like his knee, you know. I mean, it, it was it was a little closer than I thought, but yeah, it was still like. Shit, we gotta sit here for five fucking minutes while they review a, a play that shouldn't be reviewed. You know? Well, I think now I'll incomplete on the field. I'll say something here also um, that overall, I thought that Herbie and Fowler did fine on the play-by-play. It's not like I'm mad at them or anything. I like both of them, but it was a it was a weird pro Oregon slant though a bit, and it, at the end of the game, Herbie said. He had no problem with landing fourth down decisions because it shows, you know, I'm paraphrasing, but it shows a great um, aggressiveness, and you have to really appreciate that if you're a player for him and stuff. And I'm thinking, no. Uh, I'm thinking, why did you just throw the game away with your stupidity? Yeah, I don't. I, I, mean, I mean, you can go either, I just, either way. I, I know the players want to play. You know, the players want to go for it. Yeah, you know. It can't um, go either way. And, I, and it doesn't matter what the, <clears throat> the players – players are supposed to be running the plays that are being called by the coaches. You know, the coaches are supposed to be the ones that are have the wisdom, the experience, the maturity to be able to make the proper the proper call. And you never go for it in that fourth down situation when you've, when you've got all the momentum – and you're at midfield, for God's sake. You don't hand the ball over to Penix at midfield. You just don't. Yeah, I mean, they were clearly emotional emotional decisions, uh, which I – Joey's right. I mean, the players, I feel like, always want to go for it. It would be like fourth and 15 at your own 20, and I feel like players want to go for it. I mean, that's just what it is, and it's the coach's job to – not make the emotional decision. He clearly, you know, after last year and against the the Beavers last year, he is an emotional over and overconfident, like hubris. Like Chip Kelly used to do that kind of stuff, but Chip Kelly got it the fourth down like ninety percent of the time. And a lot of times a lot of these aren't like fourth and inches too. He's doing a lot of like fourth and three, fourth and four. Uh and I got the sense too that, you know, they were a lot more tight on those plays than they were, you know, a play that wasn't like a big high pressure play. You got the crowd into it. It's uh, yeah, but well, that, that's got Michael Penix on the other side there. Oh no, I'm saying I don't. I think I, I think especially with last year, how it cost them games against, you know, the Huskies and the Beavers, uh, especially. That's just yeah, you can't keep doing that, and it's. It's unearned hubris, too. As I was saying, again, like, Kip Kelly kind of did that. But Kip Kelly, like, no one could fucking stop Kip Kelly. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, Dan well, Lighting has it proven. What I, was saying, what I was saying, you know, I was basically sort of defending what Herb Street – I didn't say it's, like, the right thing to do. Like, Herb Street saying, if you're a player, you gotta you got to love that because, you know, but – also on the on the other side is like you're the coach you're supposed to be protecting the players from making you know their own choices you know you're supposed to be making the right choice for the team they're they're always wanting to you know go for it but you're supposed to be the rational person in the room and 
you know, you got big eyes and you're sweating, you look coked out, you're probably not going to make uh, good decisions. <laughs> yeah, yeah he, looked I mean, a, he looked a little too wound up during that one timeout. I don't know if you guys could see it because you were at the game, but he had the defense on the side, or was it defense? on the sideline and they zoomed or they were, they were on the field, excuse me, but they were near the sideline and he was like in the middle of the huddle and yelling at everybody. And I thought he was going to bust a capillary there or something. He was really going nuts. So. Well, I don't miss, I'll say I don't, the positive to me of being at the game is missing the commentary of the Oregon filleting just constantly. And uh, (laughs) these are the greatest players of all time. Uh, yeah, I don't, I, every year, I don't, I, every year I don't miss that. So I, uh, yeah, I, I don't miss that, but you know, I, uh, I've, I'm, we have any questions. I'm ready for questions. <laughs> yeah, and the Seahawks kicked off 10 minutes ago. So, uh, and I still have 30 minutes of editing I'll need to do here, but, uh, I don't know if there are any questions, but let me go. Let me go track that down real quick. Let's see. We'll be are you guys, tomorrow. Are, are you guys watching the game live? Because I'm watching it and it's on mute. No, I'm not. I'm focused on the podcast, oh. Joey. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see here. I don't know if there are any actual, you know, literal questions. Uh, Pineapple Pirates was wishing me good luck in hopes that I don't fuck up the podcast this time. And I don't, I don't, I don't get that. Um, well, we fuck up I'll... every time. So tell them to <laughs> shut up. Uh, Grundle asked a question, but it's not serious. Uh, bananas and bonds. Let's see here. We'd love to hear a few minutes of Joey dangerously pontificating on Dan Lanning's three games against his team's biggest rivals. It would seem that in all three games, Lanning has found new ways to turn certain victory into losses. So should Wooly and I just put our phones down and go make a sandwich or whatever and let you go? Or? I mean, we've already, we, we've already gone. <laughs> we, we've already kind of true. covered the whole thing. It's, it, it, you know, everything's going, everything's going right for us and we shouldn't, we shouldn't be uh, front running like their fans. We, you know, we know how we know how it works in this program. We we've been on top. This program's been on top. We've fucking been here before. And this is why well, this is why hardcorehusky.com exists because there's fans out there that we want this. We want this kind of recognition. I mean, we're we were on that's got to be one of the highest rated games. I mean, of the year and in, in, in a long time, you know, and it not, sure. you know, not counting, not, I don't even want to count coach prime shit, you know, fuck the fuck Colorado, you know, let's just put an asterisk on those stupid fucking games. Uh, I bet you a lot of like two, this was two legit teams going at it and in a rivalry and it literally came down to a field goal. I mean, just the, this was like perfect college football. So, you know, I, I mean, we've done enough shitting on Oregon and Lanning and all that kind of stuff and making bad choices. But, it, you know, this, uh, this was a fucking great, just a great weekend. Great fucking weekend. 
Uh, my one thing is if closing out, looking forward, uh, there's a good chance I would bet that they have to play them again in the championship game, and I am not looking forward to what that's going to do to my psyche. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, looking around the Pac-12, that definitely – those look like the two best teams. Uh, and, you know, uh, that'll be good for ratings and stuff in the Pac-12, but, uh, you know, that's going to be another bloodbath. And then, you know, it'll probably set up to where, you know, knock someone out of the playoff because they got to play – they got to – I mean, I, I hate the championship games when you got to go beat the same team twice. Though in this – in this situation, it's kind of fair because, you know, you you basically give the home team three points and the Huskies one by three. You're kind of like, it's kind of a toss-up. Uh, so it almost is fair that they would have to play again on a neutral field. Well, and I could see Oregon State being, beating Oregon and then Washington playing Oregon State in the title game. That's possible. So, um, the, yeah. well, that would give... Oregon State, their second uh, conference loss. So, how's that? If oh, they win did out. you say Oregon State? Did you say Oregon State beating uh, yeah, or- Washington? No, it's not I Oregon. See- no, I said Oregon State. I could see them ending up in the conference championship game. I think they could give us trouble, and I could see them beating the Ducks. Is what I said a second ago. They're oh, good. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, that, they're physical. You're saying if Washington if Washington beats Oregon State, though, right? Because Oregon State has one loss. Yeah, yeah they, they would have to beat us. But yes. I, I, from what I've seen of them, they oh. are more physical up front than we are, and that gives me pause. You know, just like yesterday, uh, you know, Oregon did it. What exactly? What I thought I thought Knicks would have a few more keepers, but maybe they were game planning to keep him from running. And they didn't need to run Knicks because they were they had two running backs averaging over five yards a carry, and that was those were legitimate five yards a carry. They didn't have somebody break a seventy-five yarder or something. So um, it, it's a dangerous team. If if we're banged up again yeah. on the defensive front, it's a it's a dangerous on the road. Team. And, yeah. and God damn it, NCAA, just make Zach Durfee eligible for God's sakes. Come on, this is a joke. Yeah, they're thin. And at, again, they're thin at defensive end. Yeah, it's another excuse after a win, but they were playing number forty-six a lot. I think is a walk-on, a lot of Heim when ZTF got hurt. And ZTF, I don't think is a guy they want to play as much as they're playing him. Uh, anyways, yeah, they're they're hurt. But I think Oregon State's the toughest game left on the schedule as we sit right now, uh, not counting a possible rematch in the with Oregon in the championship game. Uh, I, I think you want Oregon. Oregon could lose at Utah. Utah's pretty, pretty shitty on the road, and they have no offense. But at home, especially because Utah's going to be able to probably shut down Oregon's run game. Their their front's really good, uh, and that's going to make it really tough for for you know Knicks because he's all it's going to leave them is is Troy Franklin. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And by the way, a litmus, litmus test for our fan base will be if, you know, if we beat Arizona State next week and we rush the field, then it's like, oh, no. They're not rushing the field. Well, that's, <laughs> that's a challenge. That would game. be the, the Marinerization or Seahawk 12-ization yeah. of, of Husky football. So, Yeah. It, it's student section crack. 
they just get addicted to it so easy and can't help it. Um, and I'm and uh, you know, Wooly was calling for questions a few minutes ago, and so I've been kind of zipping through here. And there's there's a bunch of questions, but none of them are serious, so I don't even know that we need to go question by question through there. Uh, you know, with all due apologies to our beloved posters, uh, so. Um, any okay? Any final thoughts? Then I'm gonna get to editing and watch the Seahawks game. But what a day! Roller coaster. I mean, I I can't remember a game of any sport where I went from so low to yeah. so high. I mean, even last year, I feel like last year, as great as that was, was more of a. I, I had more faith. I just really felt like. It really seemed like it was over after they – it already felt like it was over, but then they hit that deep pass to Franklin. Yeah. Uh, and they kept moving the ball. He just kept thinking it was over. And then, yeah, I, 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 I can't even – that's just – that's college football. Uh, yeah, that's – And then uh, they hand it right back to us at midfield. Yeah, and I mean, that even was, then, you guys – even after they scored the touch, Husky scored the touchdown, I'm like, they might literally need to score again. Like, I was not going to be surprised if Oregon <laughs> – I was not going to be surprised if Oregon went right down and got a touchdown, and then Washington got the ball back with like 25 seconds left or something. Uh, yeah, that's a that is absolute college football game. Two years in a row, both times getting the win, and yeah, the big takeaway too for me too is like it was never going to be Oregon's never going to fall off. They have too much money. They try too hard. Uh, they're never going to fall off. But Washington finally got better than them, uh, and DeBoer is better than Lanning, and. Uh, yeah, that that that's the beauty of it all to me. And who knows, maybe we've got a deep wallet that got uh, inspired yesterday, and they may not be on a Phil Knight level, but uh, they might suddenly, uh, you know, fill fill the void left by Sonics, right? Yeah. <laughs> it, it is annual yeah. five hundred thousand dollars. So, um, <laughs> and we haven't heard from him since uh, Bitcoin went under thirty thousand. So. Not that he was a Bitcoin guy, really, but he was the crypto guy. But anyway, so, um, anyways, all right. Well, uh, I guess that's it for now. Uh, other than the little bit of background noise that I couldn't do anything about in the short term, it was a real good show. <laughs> and we should beat Arizona State and Stanford in the coming two weeks, so you never want to overlook anybody. Um, no, nope. uh, especially not Arizona State. Never overlook them. There were eight no at that point heading into November. Oh my. So, so, all right, guys, just gotta, just stay healthy. Todd, just stay healthy. Oh, and I'll say, I'll say one last little thing here that I meant to say uh, an hour ago. I am slightly concerned that Penix barely seemed to get hit at all. and was suddenly wincing badly and clutching ribs and shoulders and stuff that concerned me a little bit. I'm going to be honest. He took a so, shot. He, I saw one where he took a real big shot. I saw a couple of others where he got just kind of bumped, and then he's, and maybe it was exasperating something where he was already injured. I don't know, but he wasn't like back there just getting the shit kicked out of him, is what I'm saying. And yeah. um, so I'm just just a little bit concerned, but uh, we'll see. So. If if yeah. DeBoer is like on Tuesday or Wednesday insisting that Penix is fine, we know we have a problem, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Well, in case yeah, someone uh, out there yeah, doesn't know what thing. I'm talking about, he kept saying that McMillan's going to play, McMillan's going to play, and then McMillan didn't play, and then McMillan didn't play. And uh, so that's, that was my comment there. He's, yeah, well, they asked him on the game day set, you know, about Jalen McMillan. He said he had a great – he had a good good two weeks of practice or uh, getting ready, and uh, he'll be he'll be ready to go on Saturday. But he doesn't say – if he was going to, you know, if he's ready to go play in the game or if he's ready to go drink after the game or something, you know, <laughs> he's ready he was, to go. You know, That's all he said. He was he's out there long to enough to cause a, uh, a uh, motion penalty or whatever. And then, um, false start penalty. And then, uh, and then it seemed like he was re-injured it and it was out. Next thing you know, he's, he's in street clothes. So, um, I, I just I feel so bad for him because it's, he's supposed to be part of this amazing season and and uh, you know I don't know how, I don't think he's played basically now in four games in a row is that right? Well, and so, yeah, yeah. Since Michigan State, I mean, it's you know it's too bad you get hurt in a blowout. That's that's when uh, I just feel bad, you know. Yes. So all right, guys. Okay. Yep. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Go dogs. Go Hawks. Go dogs. Thank you for listening to the Hardcore Husky Podcast. This show is copyrighted material. In other words, stop plagiarizing our shit, fuckos. So please tell a friend and rate us five stars on iTunes, especially you cheap bastards who don't donate. It's the least you could do. Yeah, I'm looking at you, creepy coog. And come join our fun at over at hardcorehusky.com. We've got Husky Football, Yellow Snow's Record Shop, and our notorious Tug Tavern, which is which is a shit show of politics and strange news. And if you enjoy yourself and are ready for the next level, level of cyber peyote. peyote, come join Swain's Wigwarm. <laughs> I'm going to have to read this over. Swain's Wigwam, yeah. Swain's Wigwam at Navajo Nation's gift to college football. It's also the official private club of hardcore Huskies. We're talking boobs, guns, and inside information, all for the low low fee of one hundred and twenty nine dollars a year. Come join the fun. <laughs> After he did that one, but. <laughs>